What is up, Cake Nation, and welcome back to the Chemistry Cake online podcast, where chatting about chemistry has never been sweeter. Chemistry Cake is online, and today I thought I'd chat about a question that I get a lot, which is, Cake, why are you in a master's program and not in a PhD program? And folks, I've got to say that this is a pretty loaded question, which I hopefully might be able to answer for you today. So, strap in, folks. We are taking a road trip down memory lane. Um, Let's throw it back to when Cake was a wee lass in the first grade at primary school, when Cake was merely a cupcake, so to speak. Uh, I remember rather vividly that my first grade class had a career day, which is completely reasonable because we all knew what careers we wanted to pursue at that age. Uh, the entire class was asked to pick what they wanted to be when they grew up and then dress up as that on career day. So you can imagine all the little tots dressed up as police officers, firefighters, doctors, superheroes, princesses, power rangers, and then there was me. Uh, I dressed up just slightly nicer than usual. I think I was wearing like business casual attire and arguably was the most dapper six-year-old of the bunch, but I'm obviously biased. Uh, In any case, all of my classmates gave me some pretty confused glances, and one red Power Ranger even asked me, what are you supposed to be? And the onslaught of interrogation from all the police officers then ensued, which in retrospect, uh, is wildly amusing. Although, at the time, made me incredibly self-conscious. So, my first grade teacher told all my classmates to settle down, and then proceeded to tell me to go first, since the rest of the class was just so eager to know what I was going to be when I grew up, since my attire was occupationally ambiguous. So I went up to the front of the classroom, and mind you, this was a time when cake was really incredibly shy, and being the center of attention made Cake exceedingly anxious. Uh, And so, you know, I told everyone that when I grow up, I want to be a science teacher because I loved, I loved learning about science and it was really exciting and I wanted other people to be excited about it too. You know, so for the time between first grade and about fifth grade, uh, I really wanted to be a science teacher. I was, however, deterred by someone from pursuing teaching as a career on the basis that it was not the most financially lucrative occupation, and so my attention shifted from teaching to astronomy because I was in fifth grade, uh, and at the time, my class took a field trip to the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, or JPL for short, i.e. NASA. Uh, This is a NASA facility. Um, And I immediately fell in love with space. Uh, My mom even got me several books on space after that trip, and I read them over and over again. So, so captivated by the photos of the stars and celestial bodies. Um, And this was also around the time that the Cassini project was underway, and my 11-year-old self was determined uh, to be a part of that project. So, you know, I was just an 11-year-old who wanted to work for NASA. No big deal. Um, But then... I was deterred by that same someone from pursuing that career as well because of a similar reason, as aforementioned. So there I was, 11 years old, not knowing what I was allowed to pursue because I was told that the two things I was wildly passionate about 
were not viable options. And I felt like I was not good enough for medicine. Uh, you know, and, and by the time that eighth grade promotion rolled around, I still didn't know what I wanted to be because my interests hadn't changed. I still loved science, namely chemistry, botany, and astronomy. I was, however, strongly advised to know at this time what career I wanted to pursue because a lot of the universities that were on my radar had academic plans that spanned as early as eighth grade. My mother, very attuned to my interests and curiosity, suggested that I look into pharmacology. My father interpreted this as pharmacy and so impressed that onto me. However, I think now would be the perfect time to make the distinction between the two because they are not the same thing, as I learned. And admittedly, uh, it came as kind of a shock to me when I realized that distinction in my third year as an undergraduate. So pharmacology, according to an online source, is the study of how chemicals interact with certain targets in the body in order to produce their effects. For example, atenolol, or any of the alols, really, is a pharmaceutical used to treat hypertension or high blood pressure and belongs to a class of drugs called beta blockers because it inhibits the action of certain chemicals in the body, like an epinephrine, by binding to beta receptors. Pharmacy, on the other hand, involves collecting, preparing, standardizing, and dispensing drugs to patients. So while they are related, they are in fact not the same. And throughout my entire secondary and higher education careers, I was under this misconception. And of course, you know, I focused my studies on the sciences, namely the life sciences, that I thought would really benefit my preparation in becoming a pharmacist. I took a particular liking to chemistry in high school and decided that would be my emphasis of study at the university. And while I was at the university, I had a vast variety of other interests and was trying to figure out what my specialization might be as I continued to pursue a career in pharmacy. Uh, when I was a sophomore, I wanted to minor in oceanography because I had learned that there are some really cool ocean floor organisms that produce a natural product which targets certain types of cancer, which is so cool. But I was advised by the academic advising counselors not to pursue this minor if I wanted to finish my degree in four years without taking classes over summer. So... You know, I heeded that advice. Um, I also wanted to minor in sociology after taking a year of classes uh, and considered minoring in psychology after doing clinical psychological research at the Veterans Affairs Medical Center just next to the university, um, but pursued neither of them because I decided too late in my higher education career that I wanted to minor in either of them. I did, however, spend the entirety of my summer going into my third year studying for the PTCB, which is the Pharmacy Technician Certification Board exam, in the hope of working as a farm tech to warm myself up to the work environment. Um, I think I spent like three hours every day for three months devoted to studying for this exam uh, and taking practice exams and making flashcards so I could memorize the top 200 prescription drugs, their generic name, their route of administration, their class schedule, etc. Uh, and I passed on the first go. I was a certified pharmacy technician, a CPHT, which is great. But 
I did learn something about myself along the way. Um, the book I was using to study was divided into two sections. The administrative side, like patient interaction, insurance, and dispensing medications, in addition to the pharmacological side, the specific drug interactions, routes of administrations, and uh, mechanisms of action. Between the two sections, it isn't much of a surprise that I developed a greater fondness for the pharmacology topics. However, and the book actually specified this, most pharmacy careers focus more on the administrative side of things, with the exception of those working in the hospital. Now, I want to make very clear that these are all very respectable occupations. But I did find that pharmacy was just not the job for me. Um, I really liked the idea of how certain pharmaceuticals interacted with targets in the body, why their interactions resulted in pain relief or reduced inflammation, and how to synthesize and design them to be more or less potent. I wanted to make things, new things, or at least improve old ones. Um, and that was not something I would be able to do as a pharmacist. So the, the summer leading into my senior year, um, I left for sabbatical. That's right, folks. I ran to the mountains to go reflect on what the heck I was doing with my life. Uh, but, but don't be fooled. I didn't go backpacking. Um, I was actually working at a camp as a barista. And it was really nice to be away. I definitely got to practice my latte art and come up with some new recipes and coffee specials. Um, and it was there that it struck me. I wanted to pursue a job that allowed me to actively exercise my creativity and innovation. But at this time, I still didn't know what that would look like especially not one emphasizing science. And overall, I was not doing so great. I was worried that my grade point average wasn't high enough to even be eligible to apply to pharmacy schools. The idea of taking a year off just didn't appeal to me. And while I got my certification, I didn't have any experience working in a pharmacy as an undergrad, and my senior year was going to be the busiest um, I had had yet. So you can imagine that I was under the impression my resume was looking pretty underwhelming. Um, it wasn't until I had returned from the mountains uh, that my mentor, Alex, sent me a pretty important message. Um, he told me that there was an opening for an undergraduate in the lab he worked in and asked if I wanted to jump on that opportunity. Uh, and me, being pretty despondent and subtly desperate, I said, yes, just tell me what I need to do to get the spot. And he responds, our group meetings are at this time, at this place, come every week for the first term, and then we'll see what we can do to get you in. Uh, at this time, I was taking inorganic chemistry, and it just so happened that the professor of that class was the supervisor of Alex's lab. So I really got to build my rapport with him in class. Um, I would go to class, I would chat with uh, Dr. Jeff Reinhardt before uh, lecture started, and then I'd head over to group meeting, and I went every week, like Alex recommended. Uh, and then week nine of our term rolled around. Um, and just for reference, um, we're on the quarter system, so we have ten weeks of instruction and one week for finals. 
Um, so it was nearing the end of the term. Uh, I woke up with a horrendous cold and a splitting headache. Um, I got to my 8 a.m. lecture 20 minutes late, and it was a 50-minute lecture. Uh, and for context, the professor of this class is the professor I now teach for, so I was not looking so great. Or so I thought. I still had a discussion and then a four-hour lab uh, and then a group meeting to get to. So I figured, you know, after lecture, I would take a quick two-hour nap, skip my thermodynamics discussion because I was feeling utterly deplorable. Uh, and then I would head over to my advanced organic chemistry lab, you know, and hope for the best. Um, I did wake up feeling just slightly better, but still very ill. Um, so I head over to my lab. And 30 minutes into the lab, the professor, Dr. Bob, walks in. At this point, I'm thinking, oh no, this is bad. He never does walkthroughs. This is essentially an independent lab. The TAs are just there to make sure the students are being safe. Um, and then he walks over to my bench. My heart is pounding. My blood is pulsing through my ears. I can feel my temperature rising. Uh, and I could tell because my goggles were fogging up. Christine, he says calmly. I'm over here thinking, oh heck, what did I do? Goggles fog, trying to rack my brain for what I did wrong, tenderly cradling a bottle of concentrated sodium hydroxide as he approaches me. Christine, are you ill? He asks. And I look up at him and responded very congestedly, still a little dazed and head throbbing, uh, just a little under the weather. A little, he says. Christine, you sound terrible. Wow, thanks for sugarcoating it, I retort. Also, for context, uh, this was my fourth term taking a class with Dr. Bob, so our rapport was pretty strong. Christine, you came to class 20 minutes late, barely participated, and nearly fell asleep, which is so unlike you, and now I can see why. If you need more time... In lab, we can always arrange that, but knowing you, you probably won't need it. So go home, get some rest before you drop this bottle of concentrated sodium hydroxide all over yourself. So, and I remember this very clearly, I looked down at the reagent bottle, looked back up at him, managed to say okay, and then very mechanically cleaned up my bench and went home. I think I slept for maybe five hours because when I went to sleep, the sun was still out. And when I woke up, it was gone. Uh, and then when I woke up, the panic set in. Uh, I checked my phone and there were several missed calls and messages from Alex. And it dawned on me... Uh, I missed group meeting. I missed it. Dr. Reinhardt is going to think I'm lazy and careless, uh, and now I'll never get in. Um, and so I, I sent him a rather panicked email, apologizing profusely and explaining my absence, telling him that I was feeling very ill and that my, my lab professor actually came in to class specifically to tell me to go home because I was not in the best shape. 
And, you know, a few minutes later, a notification shows up on my phone. I just see Jeff's name on my phone screen. And the first thing that pops into my mind is I blew it. I had one chance and I blew it. Now I'll never get into pharmacy school. I'm a horrible scientist. My work ethic is probably going to be put into question. I done messed up. Folks, I was spiraling. Um, I try to get myself together long enough to read this email, which says, don't worry about it. I hope you feel better soon. Maybe I'll see you in class tomorrow. Jeff. This came to me as a shock. A pleasant shock, but a shock nonetheless. Um, Mind you, this was also around the time of the term that professional school applications were due. And you may or may not be surprised that I was actually ineligible to apply because my grade point average was too low. So I was incredibly stressed. I didn't know what to do. I still didn't want to take a year off and work, and I was just very lost. Um, Alex noticed that I was really antsy one day and asked me how I was doing, and I told him I didn't know what to do after I graduate. And then he suggested that I consider getting a master's before applying to pharmacy school. That way I could get my grades up and get more lab experience, which would bolster my curriculum vitae. Um, And then I actually started doing things uh, in the research lab. Um, A lot of my experience was in biochemistry, mind you, um, and organic chemistry and pharmacology. So... Uh, The Reinhardt lab focuses on inorganic and magnetochemistry, so the learning curve for me was steep. Um, My knowledge of inorganic chemistry and quantum mechanics was very weak, and I felt incredibly out of place in this lab. Um, Alex was patient with me, though. He very quickly picked up uh, that I was really timid in lab, incredibly afraid, Uh, to mess this project up, especially since we were working mostly in inert atmosphere, which is something that I had no experience doing. Um, He gradually built up my confidence over the weeks. Um, I was working in the lab, learning very slowly, but also surely, um, things about single molecule magnets, using carbenes as ligands, how to synthesize these ligands and coordinate them to the metals, how to work inside a glove box, why it would not be safe to scale up the reaction we were working on because um, azides were involved, and so forth. I learned a lot in a very short amount of time. And folks, while I still love organic chemistry and pharmacology, um, there was just something about organic chemistry. I don't know if it's the colors or the gorgeous crystals or the beauty of ligands coordinating to metals, but I was drawn to it. It was vibrant. It was exhilarating. It was my happy place. A six-year-old cupcake woke up and got to nurture her curiosity again. Um, I remember rolling into lab after my morning class Um, and working for six continuous hours, and then have Alex remind me that I still had my drug synthesis and design class afterward. And more often than not, I didn't want to go because I was enjoying the chemistry so much. Uh, And after um, Alex and I got the crystal structure of the first complex I made, I was sold. It clicked in my brain that I wanted to do research. 
um, I was still going to apply to the master's program at UCSD and stay in the Reinhardt lab, but it wasn't until closer to the application deadline that I decided I'm going to do the master's program not to boost my GPA so I can get into pharmacy school. I'm going to get my master's, improve as a chemist, defend my thesis, and then I'm going on for the full PhD. Um, and when I told the professors who were writing my letters of recommendation this, all of them, every single one of them, and my mother, all said with resounding agreement, finally. Apparently they all knew I was meant for research, and I was the last one to that party. Uh, so <laughs> now that I'm in my master's, I've, I've been enjoying every bit of it. Like, I enjoy the research. I enjoy reading literature. I love learning about my project, planning, designing, and starting an experiment, troubleshooting when an experiment doesn't go as planned, watching the colors change when I synthesize my nanoparticles, imaging my product on TEM and SEM, contemplating ways to optimize the reaction. I love that I can say after all these years, I have been granted the opportunity to teach. Six-year-old Cupcake is still losing her mind over this. I love facilitating a lab course. I love discussing the chemistry that is happening in my students' flasks. I enjoy troubleshooting with them when experiments go awry. I love actively improving myself as an educator so that I can give my students the best education that I am capable of giving them. So in short, this master's program was incredibly pivotal. It was a door to a wealth of opportunities that I didn't know was available to me. I get to do research. I get to teach. I get to communicate science. And these were all things that I never dreamed of being able to do, and especially not after being told I wasn't allowed to pursue it. I am entering into my second year excited, hopeful, and hypeful. Um, I'm not a master yet, but I hopefully will be soon. And obviously, I am a doctor of none. For now. But exciting things are happening, so I'll be sure to keep you updated on that. But folks, it's been a wild time strolling through memory lane. I hope this answers the question of why I chose to pursue a master's degree in the first place. And I hope that master's programs can be seen in a more positive light. Some pretty cool things have come out of it, in my opinion, like cake on Twitter and this podcast. Speaking of which, uh, that brings me to the end of this episode. I would like to thank you all for listening. Um, if you are not already a part of the Cake Nation, but would like to be a part of the hype, you can follow me on Twitter at ChemistryCake. Additionally, uh, this podcast is now on Instagram, so you can follow the podcast on Instagram at ChemistryCakeOnline. Uh, this is your weekly reminder to stay hydrated, to edify your village, and to keep the hype alive. Thanks for tuning in, folks. This is Chemistry Cake, signing off.